Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold. I'm joined tonight by Ernest Watts in Rockingham, North Carolina. I just like to say Rockingham. has all the right syllables. And Chris Daniel out in Colorado. He says it's Denver, but Chris, are you really in a suburb? Be honest, man. I am in a suburb, but it's still Denver proper. Like, My address to, is Denver, Colorado. Are you closer than the airport to Denver? Oh, the airport. Uh, Nebraska is closer to the uh, center of the city <laughs> than, than the airport is. <laughs> Yikes. So it's cheaper to go to Colorado Springs and just fly off the Air Base, Air Force Academy. Uh, it's not that far, uh, but it's 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 about halfway. You, you'd, you'd make it halfway there to Colorado Springs. You know, it's about an hour from Denver to Colorado Springs. It's about a half hour, uh, depending on where you're at, to the, to the airport in Denver. Mm. It's, it's not an easy trip. Not an easy trip. Well, guys, we're going to take lots of trips coming up for the holiday season. And I just want to let you know, you guys have been good little co-hosts all year long. I've already started buying your co-host Christmas gift already. I can't top last year. Last year I gave these guys all um, <laughs> replica championship rings for their favorite teams. Uh, this year I gave a lot of thought. They're going to get something a little less shiny, but I think they're going to like it. But Ernest, if you could pick anything for Christmas that cost was not a factor, what would it be? Go straight to 2021 and hope it's a lot better than this year. Oh, amen, brother. Woo, that's philosophical. Chris, you got something a little more tangible? Uh, I would take a house. I would take a house. I bet you would. You got that little girl running around now. Yeah, I, I'd take a house in the, in the neighborhood we live in. and Is number two call on it the way, day. Chris? Uh, not even thought of. Thanks for asking, though. <laughs> <laughs> he n- laughed nervously. Yes. <laughs> All right, getting to sports. I know what the Cowboys did not want, and they had wished that Dak could stay healthy. But, guys, what was your thoughts, either when you saw it live or in replay when Dak got hurt yesterday? Ernest? Well, the first thing is I thought they're paying Romo $20 million, and he can't. He thinks that it's a leg cramp when the knee is pointing in one direction and the foot is pointing in the other direction. Mm. Man, I, fe- I felt bad for the kid. Uh, he lost his mom to cancer a couple years ago. His, his brother committed suicide this year. He's, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I like Dak. I don't like the Cowboys, but I like Dak. Uh, he put all his chips on the table. He, he turned down a $100 million guaranteed contract because he thought, you know, it, it, when these contracts come up, every quarterback that comes up for a new contract sets a new standard, and that's what he wanted to do. And this is the type of this is the same injury that Gordon Haywood for the Celtics had. So, realistically, he could be back at the beginning of next year. Whether he'll be the same Dak Prescott, I don't know. And I really felt bad last week when we listed our top five quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Right after we got off the, I thought, man, Dak should have been there because you know Dak, the first four games of the season, he had had more passing yardage than any other quarterback since Kurt Warner. I mean, he was having yeah. a record-breaking yeah. season. The offense is not Dallas's problem at all. I mean, their defense right. was bad. But Chris, did do you see the entry? I did. I I saw a replay this morning, and uh, like it was it was pretty gruesome. <clears throat> and I I didn't know what happened. I, I thought it was one of those. Uh, when I heard about it, I thought it was like a Kevin Dar- Garnett, not Kevin Garnett, uh, Kevin Durant 
where he kind of just blew it out and you mm-hmm. know he was able to limp off or no. walk it off but oh mm-hmm. my gosh his i mean it's like his ankle was like completely separate from the bottom of his leg it, it was ugh. did you see him sort of snap it back in the direction it i be? i i only watched as long as i could and then i'm like <laughs> okay we, we get the picture here but no i i felt bad for him and you know you, you never see, want to see these guys <clears throat> i'm not a huge cowboy fan either not i'm indifferent about dak i don't i mean i i always feel players you know, people argue he shouldn't get paid that much. He deserves to get whatever he can. So if if, if he can get a hundred million dollars, that's what he should Free get. Market baby. Somebody, that's right. So, um, you know, I, I he bet on himself, and I I don't think that's a I don't think he made a bad bet by any means. But you know, I, I think it's it might take him a couple year more years to to get to that you know back to that where he was, but I, I still think he'll be he'll be back and he'll be all right. I mean, look at Alex Smith or yeah, Alex Smith. I mean. Right? couple of years i mean if if anybody had a tough go it was alex smith getting traded and then just having a horrific injury and you know he had a couple snaps so uh, all things are possible oh hey teddy bridgewater down in my neck of the woods same thing had a severed artery in his knee but but now before we get off of dak and, and you know where me and paul's gonna go because chris you're too young to remember this the first thing that jumps in our mind is Joe Theismann is like yeah. two places by LT. And this is how society has changed. Because when that was on Monday Night Football, it was like you look at it and you go, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. Quick, y'all come in the room, see this. Mm-hmm. And they showed the replay like 15 times. And they kept saying, well, you need to avert your eyes because this is upsetting. No, but here it is from another like train angle. Wreck. We love a train what? wreck. Well, they showed it 15 times and went, oh, okay, this is from a different angle. And you can see the legs snap in two places. This time they were a little bit more yeah. considerate in that respect. Well, but, you know, mm-hmm. that's the beginning of a movie. Quick quiz. What movie starts off with Joe Theismann's leg being broken? Remember the Titans. Blindside. What? Oh, that's right. I yeah. never saw that's Blindside. Right. Never. Oh. Oh man, if you like your sappy football movie, you'd like it. So, getting to back to Dak, um, I think he was <laughs> trying to be like Kirk Cousins. Remember how Kirk Cousins played this game and then cashed in big with the Vikings? But Heck yeah, every day I take Dak over Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a great guy, a guy you'd like to just have as his next door neighbor, but he just can't quite pull off the timely passes and. Dak has so much heart. What I really loved about yesterday, if there was anything to love, was all the players going over and shaking his hand and Elliot putting up four fingers for him. You know, regardless of whether he's won a playoff game or not, those players look up and respect him. And I think that was huge. And if you're a Cowboy fan, um, I think you, you'd be hard-pressed to think of too many quarterbacks that are more respected than Dak. I mean, of course, you can go way back, but um, in recent days... I think Dak has a certain depth to him that uh, Romo quite didn't have. I, and I'm okay with Romo announcing the way he did. Maybe he did that on purpose until he knew what was going on. So it was a tough day, but there was some some other surprises well, in the did, NFL. Did you, notice, did you notice Jason Garrett, who's the offensive coordinator for the Giants, yeah. Ginger, went over? I thought that, that, I thought that was a that was a Very class telling. move. Yeah. yeah, class move in that respect. I actually I mean, think I, with this with, – with everything going on, I actually don't think he'll be long-term with the, with Dallas. I think, like you said, Minnesota, or actually I think, uh, just, just South, I think the saints might have an opportunity for him. If, uh, you know, 
I, I don't think he's in Dallas very long because I think this is kind of like, you know what? I bet on myself in Dallas. Didn't work out. You guys want to move on. You don't want to pay me fine. I'll find someone else that wants to pay me. So I, I think his days Carolina. in Dallas are numbered. Carolina. No, we, we got a quarterback. No, you got, you we, got, you got a quarterback got, until, until quarterback. he throws out his – yeah, until he gets hit so hard that, you know. My yeah, son – my son, uh, big Cowboys fan, Jordan, says that, that he'll never come back. But now this is the Cowboys' decision because they can franchise him for next year, and that'll be thirty-eight million if they franchise because mm. it goes up because it's the average of. The but top he, but he doesn't have to. But it, but he doesn't have to accept the franchise tag. Yeah, I mean, he won't play, but, but, he, but he won't but, play. Yeah, but. No one will. No one will sign him if he doesn't. And if he gives the franchise tag, then they have to give up. I think two number one draft picks. Yeah. So he, he, this is Dallas's decision. Stephen Jones. But if you know what, if, I'm Dak, if you want to pay me 38, fine. And then, I mean, you're not going to continually do it, if, especially if I'm not quite ready to play. I, I think he's short term there, though. Well, Cam no, Newton had a hard time getting a job this year and didn't get the money he wanted, although he's probably more fragile than Dak. You know, a damaged quarterback, it's hard. For other teams to give that big time money until they can see what he's got going on, and um, NFL once in a while will show you that you can't totally predict it. Like this week, Kansas City lost. Um, I thought the Falcons would bounce back, but they didn't. Miami blew out 49ers, but that's not a huge surprise the way the 49ers are playing. But these the, days. just to give up that defense, I, I'm so shocked that they, that defense just gave up that much points. I, I mean, the offense is what it is, but I'm just I'm shocked that the defense gave up. To to well, Miami that much. I mean, it it was a clinic. You're missing Boza. You're missing Sherman. You're missing another starting defensive lineman. You're missing a linebacker. I mean, that's that's not the Super Bowl defense. But I thought they would have had more depth than what they did, and I just I don't I didn't think that they were going to completely lay down to Miami. Well, with the cap is is hard. They signed some guys to some long term deals, and it's just hard in the NFL right now. You're gonna have your. You're just not gonna have depth, and that I think that's true for most most teams outside of maybe New England in that respect. So that's what surprised you that the Panthers won or what? No, I was not surprised at the winning. <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 Coach Rule is a revelation. When David Tepper, the owner of the the Panthers, was looking for a coach, now realize he was a minority owner of the Steelers. So he wanted another Bill Cowher. And that's that's coach rule. They're built on toughness. They're developed on speed. Uh, they're thin. They got the worst middle linebacker in the league, but they have talented wide receiver. Uh, their tight end hasn't. But Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he's 3-0 and for the Saints last year. He got the uh, offensive coordinator from the national champions, LSU, and they play like LSU did. And uh, th- they've got a crucial game this week because if they beat the Bears at home, they could easily go nine and seven or eight and eight. And what you've got to remember is there's an additional wild card position this year. Each conference gets three wild cards. So, you know, no one out of the East is going to be the wild card. When was the last time a wild card won a Super Bowl, though? Giants and weren't they, weren't they, no, wasn't the no. Giants one of the Giants with the with the Eli? Yeah, but it's been it's been since then. I've got to think while. about it. Oh, yeah, eight, it I think. Uh, were the Eagles? Did the Eagles win their division that year? 
It's not very uh, likely. We'll, Even if you get we're, in, we're as looking well. at it. Oh, listen, our stat, we, we our were stats picked, guys looking that up. We were picked the worst team in the league. So, and I didn't think we'd win five games, and we may not win any more games. But I like the effort. I mean, when you look at that, and you look at other teams like the Falcons, and you could see yesterday in that game, they just they quit after halftime. They really did. And that's a team which has been shell-shocked ever since they blew that big lead in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. The Falcons have not been the same team since then. You know what they say? Uh, I think it's a good quote by John Madden. Effort wins championships. And I think that's what Carolina is. They're the, the championship of effort. Did you hear that while you are playing Madden 2020? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the captain of the effort team. <laughs> now the Browns are a surprise. They beat the Colts. Maybe they've righted the ship. Come on, Old Man Rivers can't be taken serious. He can barely throw it. He he talks faster than he can run. I mean, how do I mean? I think Browns are going to hit a wall pretty soon. I think people are going to figure. Oh, them when out. they start playing the people in the division outside of the Bengals. Well, yeah, you know, there's four there, losses there, right there. Or yeah, there, four there, losses. There's another team in that division that they have to be concerned with, and that's Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben is Heck back. Yeah. I like Claypool. Claypool, I thought, would be a tight end in the NFL. But but he's developed and set a rookie record for four touchdown catches yesterday. So I like their offense and their defense. With, you know, they've got both. they got two-thirds of the Watts, Watt brothers right now, one at fullback and one at defensive end. That's a pretty solid defense. Mm-hmm. Steelers are a team that we've we've all forgotten yep. because of last year, and that's that's not a surprise. That's a team to really watch out for. Okay, here's a random I guess, thing. I guess, well, I was going to say the biggest thing I'm surprised is that uh, Tom Brady doesn't know what down it is. <laughs> well, I was going to do a random. You said the wide receiver for the Steelers now is Claypool. Yes. What happened to John Clayton? The bald dude who always did the nfl reporting for espn did he just like go off the grid or did he retire do you have any clue? i used to like his commercials yeah. where he would uh, pretend I, he was in a hey mom i'm ready for a small pizza bites <laughs> he still works for a seattle paper right now what few newspapers are available he just doesn't work for espn i mean you know, does? They, everybody yeah espn gets i mean guys go through espn pretty fast that's why not changing the sport, but uh, Tim Kirchin has probably lasted longer than anybody. And, and I mean, that's, that's just the nature of the business. There's huge turnover mm-hmm. to that extent. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just random. I remember just John Clayton always was so excited. And the commercial, it showed him pretending like he's in his basement with mom's house doing the reporting. <laughs> he's got that, so oh, he's got that, uh, he's got that ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing so Slayer or something like that. So other NFL news before we move on to some other topics. I mean, here we have NBA championships, with MLB playoffs, and yet NFL just draws us in every time. And the Titans are not having a good look right now at all. Yet they're undefeated, and they get to play Tuesday night football. Well, they, the people great, don't want to play them because they might breathe on them or something? <laughs> well, there's going to be a fine down the road because they were told not to get in groups, and then they had an impromptu practice. And the question is whether or not the team communicated that to the players. That seems to be some question in that respect. But there's going to be a fine. There may be some draft picks. But, you know, I mean – that. 
they're to the extent now where they've about shuffled the schedule as much as they can do. And there's a clause with the Super Bowl down in Tampa that they can move it back three weeks and still keep the dates with the hotel and the stadium. Mm. So I, I think we're going to see some games in the 18th and 19th week eventually. I mean, we're, we're only to the fifth week, and you've had already 17 games rescheduled. But I don't think that's. I don't think there's going to be that much of a. Okay, so if you're Kansas City, and let's say you lock up the number one spot in the AFC, and your your season's over after week 17, so you're telling me that teams are still going to play in week 18 and week 19, and I still get my first week by. I have to wait a month before I can play again. That's an unfair advantage. I would argue. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to start cutting. If if you can't follow the rules, you're not going to play. You're going to forfeit. And we're just going to, you have to have a maximum of, you know, 12 games to qualify. And then we're just doing it off of uh, winning percentage. I don't think it's, they're going to have going to, they're not going to have this going into 17 and 18 and 19 weeks. Do you know why it's going to happen? I'll explain it to you. Money. Uh, I just explained why it's not going to happen. Before the, season, before the season started, the NP, NFL Players Association, NFL, entered agreement. The players were paid by game. That's if right. you don't play a game, you don't get paid. Yep. And that's one-sixteenth of your but, salary uh, and for careers that average two years, they will play. I I think I, I think they're going to try as much as they can, but eventually I think if if there's a team that is just blatantly not following the rules, I think they're going to forfeit and it's going to cost that that you know those players. And I think it's going to be a statement. And I think it's going to be, hey, don't let it happen to you. You don't want to miss a game check. Follow the follow the rules. I think they'll find them and they'll take draft. I, I, Ernest, would you like to take? I I'll take a. I'll take a uh, gentleman's coffee or, or <laughs> alcohol bet with you, a beer bet. Okay, here we go. Since somebody didn't pay his bet last year. Oh, what did I not pay? Not you. Someone, oh, else, oh, me. someone else on the phone? Me. Yes, yes, so someone else. Not me. Um, if there are any forfeited games, I will have my photograph taken with a John Elway jersey. <laughs> if there are no uh, uh, forfeits or canceled games, you have to have your photograph taken with a Teddy Bridgewater Panthers jersey. I don't even know where I'd get one of those. Dick's no, like, yeah, backing off on the bed already. <laughs> no, I I have to agree to it. Oh, you, not get, that I'm, you, get, oh, you can get a cam. I was going right to send you. I was going to send you. Yeah, I was going to send you a five dollar gift card to like Starbucks oh, or wow. local. I don't drink coffee. Well, you can get tea there, or if you like a brewery and, and, or somewhere, I'll buy you something there. This is being recorded. Don't send me any edibles, okay? We don't want to get both of us in trouble. That's against <laughs> the law. That's a federal offense. Not only That's are you uh, don't mention drugs in the mail. I said don't mention that. Uh, you can get a <laughs> wink, wink. My, my P.O. box is 1245. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners' uh, information, these two have never met in person. So, uh, and I know a lot about these two. So we're trying to plan a co-host reunion gathering, uh, maybe in the spring of 2021. Who knows? How can it be a reunion if we never met? That's right. It's just a union. Hey, three podcasts is equal to one meeting, I think. 
by a Okay. Time. All right. All right. Let's uh, move we'll, on. I'll just we'll be like, Curtis, we'll... I thought you were taller in real life. <laughs> I am. Uh, no, you'll think I'm younger than I am. <laughs> that that will not be the problem. I promise you. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out the terms of this bet down the road. How about Agreed. That? Uh, okay. I'm okay with that. All right. And let's talk about LeBron. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron has won his fourth title. If you didn't, if you're under a rock somewhere, or don't ruin woods, it. Don't ah, spoiler alert. I know, you spoiler gotta... <laughs> oh, didn't you hear he shaved his beard for good luck? Could he want it? No, he oh, didn't do that. Watch. Yes. No, he, he puts some Anthony stuff Davis uh, shaved his eyebrow. Oh, his, uh... oh yes. <laughs> yes. Well, he tried to trademark the brow six years ago, and that didn't go over very well. Yeah, when he got I did to LA. Kim LeBron did got dye his beard. You know, LeBron did dye his beard where the gray was and the yes. mutton chops. He's gotten some plugs, I mean, too. Not oh, yeah. But anyways, talk about basketball for a second. Um, right. Last week That's probably the pod- most facial hair we've talked about in <laughs> quite some time. <laughs> that's, that's because we didn't talk that much about the Dolphins, but go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, the beard. Uh, that does look nasty with Fitzpatrick wearing the chin strap and all that nasty red reddish beard going around the chin strap. That does look a little smartest man in professional football. He uh, aced the Wonderlick test, graduated with a degree in political science from Harvard. Congratulations, Fitzpatrick. All right, getting back to LeBron. So <laughs> uh, he, after the game, talked about that when Kobe died, that that unified this team in a way it hadn't been before. He also alluded during some of the interviews that being in that bubble was harder than he thought in different ways. Um, and he wouldn't get too specific, but I think it had to do something that he wasn't around his wife for like 100 days. So you can fill in the blank there. I think that's what he was talking about. And um, But he they did it. And, you know, that fifth game when they lost, I wasn't too worried. And last week, Ernest and I both thought that the Lakers wouldn't win. Chris, did you have any doubts? Were you a doubter or were you a believer with the Lakers? After when the first game started, I texted my my uh, good friend Kyle. I said uh, Lakers in six. And after the first game, I texted him Lakers in five. Uh, but no, I had no doubt. Uh, once they, especially when they went up three three one, I thought the series was over. I thought they were going to handle it in five, but um, they just. They were too much, and, and not, you know it's it's a shame that the Heat had a couple of injuries that you know to Bam and Drago, and so it wasn't quite an even match the entire time. Because you, if you want to beat somebody, I, I'd like to see them at least both teams healthy and at at their uh, full strength. So you know, but but that happens, and and you gotta. It's not the Heat's or it's not the Lakers' fault. I should say they just you know they play who were you know the teams that were in front of them. So. Uh, um, uh, but there was no doubt in my mind that they, they weren't going to take care of business, especially with the, the veteran leadership and Rondo and, and LeBron on those on that team to kind of help guide that ship to the ship. Hey-o. Hey-o. Well, LeBron physically is not quite what he used to be, but, boy, he's enough with he's Anthony smart, Davis. Though. He, I, think he, I think he's even smarter than what he was. So uh, I, I think, yeah, while he did, he's not physically – as but he's still he's still I mean you saw it in the last game he was just so powerful I mean he still got it I mean no one can stop him when he goes to the lane no one can stop him he still has it and I think he'll probably still have it until he's forty 
but I think he'll develop a new part of the game. I think he'll be more of a power forward and he'll just back people down. And I, I think he's going to start developing a new part of the game so he doesn't have to drive as much and he doesn't have to be as big of a point guard. Mm. Ernest, every time LeBron does something great, he gets compared to MJ. And you love MJ. So how do you compare this uh, championship with what MJ did? LeBron is the most physically talented player ever in the NBA. Michael Jordan is the greatest player. Bill Russell is the greatest winner. That's my definition. Mm. Uh, LeBron has, on too many occasions, um, game six against Dallas, the first years with the Heat, several times with the Heat and with the Cavaliers, has quit. He just pouted, went off the court, and quit. He's walked off. Up the court, I hold that he does. He does not bring the effort every game. He has not. Now he's gotten better as he's gotten older. But if first of all, it's hard to compare those three because they were in completely different periods of time. LeBron and they play different positions. Different positions. LeBron is larger than Bill Russell was. Bill Russell was only six seven, six eight, six seven. But the time Uh, he played, there wasn't big players. There were big players, but he he is the greatest winner. He's got 12 championships. Um, Michael Jordan, in his period, physically, they could beat on him. They could hold him. They could grab him. I mean, again, it was a different style of basketball. So it's it's different eras, and each are unique in that extent. They are the top three players of all time. But, again, Michael Jordan, the best. LeBron, Again, the period, and I keep hearing, well, LeBron played in 10 championships. So Bill Russell played in 13. Ernest, can I ask you a question? Yes. What could LeBron do to put him ahead of Michael as the best basketball player ever? Win two more championships. Last time I heard. Last time I noticed, four is less than six. No, no, 100%. So if he wins six championships, they're not equal. You're saying LeBron is better. I would say LeBron's better, but it's not going to happen. Okay, so we'll have another bet when that does. Okay. Happen. <laughs> already, you're but saying. No, but that's interesting. But see, you're. I think you're a rare breed because I think most people compare. You know, they have their certain viewpoint, whether it's LeBron or uh, Michael, and it's similar. We're not going to get into it, but it's similar to politics, you're not going to convince the other party that to switch. So I'm very I, – I was actually taken back that you actually said, no, if he wins two more championships, he's the best basketball player ever. So I think you're a rare breed, so I will, I will compliment you on that. Oh, yeah. I could I have mean, told I'm, you a long I'm, time ago he was a rare breed. Oh, that's true. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't in sports politics, anything like that, you can't be so stringent that you can't be open to new ideas and concepts. I know that sounds strange coming from a 64-year-old man, but I'm always open to other opinions – one of the problems we've had in society, and it goes with sports as much as anything else, religion, politics, everything else, is that people become so stringent that they don't open themselves up to other possibilities and ideas. And that's the, the discourse of, of conversation. And also the idea of understanding that our opinions can differ, but that's not, a, that's not meaning that there's something wrong with the other person. Like our deal with the NFL, the little friendly bet. I respect that you feel that way. I feel differently. That's just different. That's right. So I'm going to take a different Uh, slant on LeBron for a second. I think you have to put him up there 
right next to MJ for determination. One of the things that makes MJ so amazing is the competitiveness, the determination. And, you know, LeBron's been working out like crazy to keep his health in order and shape. He he slowly put together this L.A. team. Yeah, yeah, other people were officially the GM, like Patuka or whatever his name is. LeBron put together this team. Palenka. Palenka. Rob Lowe's. He Rob actually played Lowe's. at Michigan, Rob strangely enough. Yeah, Rob Lowe's do- yeah. doppelganger. yeah. But I'm saying LeBron, yeah, I get it. Once in a while he pouts, but he is so determined. He was so focused. He realized this bubble was the best thing that could probably happen to him because he didn't have to play a whole season to win an NBA championship. So I think every great player has to have that determination, that willingness to get up early in the morning to work out, to keep on going. And uh, I think he's matured in that way. I don't believe he's going to play with his son. But when he was interviewed after the game, he said, they asked him, how many more years are you going to play? And he goes, it's not just about basketball. I could play four more years basketball, but what's right for my family? Meaning, I got enough money. If it starts to go south, I can just retire and produce TV shows and movies, and I'll be happy type of thing. I don't see LeBron ever coaching a team. Uh, I think MJ was too, would be too frustrated coaching a team. Um, oh, LeBron will own a team just like Michael. He'll, he'll buy a team. Yeah. But, then, but yeah. now, when you look at the supporting crew, do you think Michael had a better supporting crew or LeBron with their championship teams? I think Le- I think Michael had a better head coach. And I think over time, that group stayed together. I think every time LeBron yeah. was in Cleveland, he had a shifting sands type of, you know, guys were in or out. 100%. Besides Miami. Miami, he That's had right. Miami, two solid had players everybody. with yeah. him. And he just but didn't now, know how to play with them for a while. And then he figured Cleveland, it out. Cleveland, he had, uh, he had, he had Kyrie. Kyrie, who's borderline Hall of Famer. He's yeah, but, but he's talented. And you had Kevin Love. Who yeah, at that time, once again, how tiring got, is a head case to play with? And you got, you got two Hall of Famers on the team this year. Although one of them is not playing at that level anymore. You talking Rondo is a Hall of Famer? No, Dwight Howard will be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, when you're five-time really? Defensive Player of the Year, you're going to yeah. be in the Hall of Fame. You, we we tend to forget because of his idiotic performance the last few years how dominating he was. You know, up until when he was first traded to the Lakers, and and Anthony Davis could could be this generation's Kevin McHale. He is the closest thing to <laughs> Kevin McHale I've seen. I I still think the Bulls through the the six and seven. I think uh, they had such a much a much better supporting cast, though. Yeah, I would say the triangle and what Phil did helped out Michael more than LeBron coaches have helped him out because we all know LeBron helped coach most of those teams and made some decisions. But well, let's let's put a shout out to Miami's coach. Oh, great. He's awesome, man. To be 50 years old and look like he's 22. <laughs> obviously, he learned from <laughs> That's Pat. what we're shouting out about. <laughs> well, formula, I, obviously, he, he learned from uh, Pat Riley how to suck the life force out of people <laughs> to stay young like some vampire-looking thing. No, but, who, who are they saying? Oh, Pat oh, Riley is uh, who's the guy from Star Skeletor. Wars? Skeletor. Oh, no, I was thinking the guy of Pelot- uh, oh. Oh, Peloton. 
Palatine. <laughs> yeah, Palatine. <laughs> well, okay, we I mean, run out of time. Let's move on to baseball. Okay. Because right. last week, Ernest thought we didn't give enough good old time to his beloved Braves, who are doing incredibly well. Their pitching has surprised a lot of people. Ernest, do you believe in those Braves? I love my Braves, but the Dodgers will win it in five. Mm. Uh, I have two of my favorite teams in the Final Four because I'm a Rays fan. I have, in my lifetime, attended 16 Braves games, and in my lifetime, I've attended 16 games of the tournament. So I'm a big-time Rays fan, and it's an amazing team because they have the, the second-lowest payroll in Major League Baseball, and they just defeated the team with the second-highest payroll, the Yankees. And Kevin Cash, who is severely underrated, has done a great job mixing and putting pieces together. Brian Snicker, who's a, a career guy with the, the Braves, has been a minor league manager, and actually a lot of the young talent they brought up. Uh, and this is a team that started the season with Freddie Freeman with COVID-19, and we didn't know if he was going to be able to play. And they've lost, uh, I thought Cole Hamels would pitch. He only threw one game. Uh, they thought the King... Uh, Felix Hernandez was going to play. He opted out because of that. Their best pitcher, Mike Soroka, had an Achilles tendon injury. So they're, they're starting this series with three starting pitchers under the age of 21. So for that reason, it's going to be hard because the Dodgers are just a machine. Unless Kershaw falls apart and blows apart in our vision, uh, that's what's going to happen. I think the Rays will come out of uh, the um, – the American League, because this is the way this is set up. They're playing seven straight games, so it, it's pretty much like tournament ball. You you can only get so many innings out of your pitcher. And who's got the deepest pitching staff? And that's the Dodgers in the National League, and that's the Rays in the American League. Is going to the World Series. So just a thought: Can lightning come through and zap me while I'm recording this uh, podcast? Possibly. Um, yeah, that that's a. It's a strong possibility. Okay. Well, we're having a really bad storm here. So I hate to say it, folks. We're going to do a wrap-up and just call it good because I, I value my hearing and my uh, – Can I do it real fast? Real fast. Congratulations to Rafael Nadal who tied Roger Federer for the most Grand Slam wins, 20, nice. uh, at age 34. Him and Djokovic – and Federer, we have been witness to the three greatest performers in one single sport for the last 10 years. And we will never see like this in anything, in any sport ever again. Until the next time so, it happens. No, it, this will never happen yeah. again. Never, never. Chris, Chris, never will you see three greatest never. performers. Chris, your final never, two never, minutes. Never, never, never. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately my, my father-in-law passed away a couple weeks ago oh. at the age of, uh, 71. And so I, I just, you know, stay close to your parents, uh, you know, get your regular doctor's visits and, you know, just take care of each other. And I, I kind of always say that at the end of this is you take care of yourself mentally and physically. Um, and that it goes for the same for your, uh, your parents as well. So uh, keep in touch with them and just, uh, always reach out to them and make sure that they're doing well as well. Awesome. Hear that, Jordan and Justin, Mason and Logan? You yeah. hear what this man just said? Go ahead. Yeah, I'll never Talk forget playing with your father-in-law at U uh, University of Michigan golf course. So that was... Uh, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I was going to do a shout-out to Joe Morgan, uh, who played for the Cincinnati Reds, died today. 
Uh, great player, proved that tenacity, hard work paid off, and if you're a little guy that can hit the ball up the middle, you can have a career. And used to like to listen to him as an announcer. He always had a big smile and a silly laugh. Um, so these are tough times. Find the joy where you can and avoid lightning strikes. For Chris Daniel and Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. Let's play too.